0: everyone and welcome to book events the wrestling dream match podcast i'm one of your hosts martin bennett and with me as always is the demon of the deep anthony hall oh fuck who could possibly be the demon of the deep <laughs> this is a little bit this is a deep cut maybe our special guest knows whose this is but uh we'll, we'll see about that you have any idea anthony <laughs>
1: It is. Uh, I will say it's It's like
0: it's the first nickname of a very famous wrestler. Oh,
1: I I have no clue. I, I was just going to shoot the shit and say that it was uh, Aquaman, but obviously. No, sadly, not real. I don't not.
0: think that they're a wrestler. Maybe <laughs> one day. Um. But yeah, we got a really fun episode for everybody today, and I'm going to throw it to you, Anthony, to introduce our special guest.
1: All right. With us is our esteemed guest, wrestler, creator of Greek Town Wrestling. He's been featured all across the globe wrestling in matches, and he's also been in Dark Side of the Ring.
2: The White Bronco, Hardcore Channing Decker. What's going on, guys? Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. What's up?
0: Thank you so much for joining us for this uh, in your busy schedule. And we're excited today to talk about not only uh, a dream match of yours, um, but also the upcoming show for Greet Town Wrestling and maybe get some insight because you Every other week, we book dream matches here on this podcast, uh, and we're just fans. We're just enjoying coming up with fun concepts for dream matches and fantasy bookings. But you're actually a real booker, and we'd love to ask you some questions about what it's like being a uh, an actual wrestling booker. But before that, uh, Channing, do you know who the nickname that I was talking about that I gave Anthony at the beginning of the episode? The Demon of the Deep?
2: You wouldn't let me off the hook, yeah. You had to, you had to give me the the cork ball right off the hop. The demon at the feet. <laughs> uh, no, why don't you uh, let us know who it is? Do
0: you know who Leviathan is?
2: <sighs> yes and no. Is this like Rob? What's his name?
0: This is that's Batista's first wrestling name. Oh right, when he oh, was in oh, yeah. FCW. Was o-
2: o- v- yeah, OVW. OVW o- v- v- yeah.
0: When he was an OVW yeah. and his nick, he was called Leviathan, and then he was changed to Batista, and his nickname when he was Leviathan was Demon of the Deep.
2: The deep Wild. cut indeed. Starting off with the Leviathan trivia. Hey.
0: <laughs> sometimes I like to give Anthony really easy ones, and sometimes trip him up completely. Um, but that's how, that's what know, we the, do last, here. The, the last Leviathan
2: episode. I <laughs> yeah. The
1: last episode we recorded, I almost didn't get uh, Becky Lynch's uh, nickname because I am so sporadically tuned into uh, WWE and main roster wrestling. So uh, today was a bit of a curveball. And, you know, uh, as usual, I didn't get it.
2: (laughs) Hey, great hitters hit one out of every three. You know what I mean? That's true. That's true. But
0: today we have Channing here, and uh, yeah, we're just excited because this weekend, Greektown Wrestling here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada is putting on uh, their, is it the first big show of this year?
2: Well, wow, this is the first show, I mean, you mean it for the whole scene, or is this for Greektown, you mean?
0: Uh, I guess, I don't know if there's really been anything in in Toronto recently, since I know that this show specifically got delayed. Um, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. No, I mean, uh, yeah, for me, uh, Greek town it's been two years. March 2020 was the last show we actually got to run. I say we, but I do mean I. And uh, yeah, I mean, try to get a nice run up for the December date. And then of course, COVID uh, reemerged and put a damper on that parade. And so now it's uh, over two years uh, getting back to running a show. And, and of course, now it's also the biggest one. Yet for Greektown Wrestling, you know what I mean? Moving up from uh, Danforth to Ryerson University. Yeah, no, it's it's a
0: pretty jam-packed show. And I mean, we, I mean, there's, you can't, we can't uh, just go over the fact that you're going to be facing Rob Van Dam, which yeah. uh, that's pretty insane. We talk about, I mean, you don't, you don't have to go into the details and stuff, but what does that mean for you? Like being able to face a hardcore legend being, you know, uh, a, a big fan of the hardcore.
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I think legend's the word. I mean, you, you don't need to just to add hardcore in front of it. Rob is about as big a wrestling yeah. star as it possibly gets. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think, uh, coming up, uh, just seeing Rob's creativity and how innovative he was and just that cool factor about, you know, kind of the way Rob carried himself. I mean, he was very appealing to me as a young fan and definitely inspired a lot of the way that, you know, I try to, rethink and and uh, develop my own style in the ring uh and so to see him at his stage now which is uh, you know uh no spring chicken anymore but in the absolute best shape you know some of the best shape of his life the guy looks phenomenal still inspiring you know to see a guy who been through that extreme style for so many years and to have that athleticism and to take the bumps that he has and to still show up and be a pro and really be one hell of a draw. I mean, you see mm-hmm. yourself the the way people are talking about, you know, Rob Van Dam's coming to Toronto. It's uh, he doesn't do a lot of bookings when he does. It means something. And uh, man, people are in for a great show on April 10th. That's
0: exciting. That's really exciting. Channing. I'm, I'm wondering what it go,
1: what goes into uh, building a card, like the one that we're about to see this weekend when it comes to booking such amazing wrestlers from all different promotions, What are different things that you take into consideration when you're building this card?
2: Uh, Yeah, I I mean, uh, for me, it it began with trying to differentiate the show from other promotions. So whether that means just simply featuring other wrestlers that aren't featured on other shows at at the time, even in the city, just Toronto in general. Uh, So for me, hitting the road early in my career, I got to meet a lot of different talent from all over the U.S. and across Canada. And so basically I tried to find talent that was underutilized, underappreciated uh, and uh, bring some light to shine on them and have them come to Greektown and to create a, a total kind of diverse and unique group. Um, so that's where you get from Sonny Kiss to Jock Sampson to Space Monkey to RJ City to Channing Decker, uh, and from death match to comedy style wrestling, you get a little bit of everything. So for me, you know, uh, I think from that answer right there, you kind of see it's like I like, I, as a, you know, when I watch wrestling, I like a little bit of everything, you know, I don't want to watch necessarily eight death matches in a row. Uh, you know, even if I like, um, expressing myself or competing in that environment, Uh, you know, I like different, I like tag team wrestling. I like women's wrestling. I like, uh, you know, gimmick uh, matches. I like comedy style wrestling. I like legends. I like, I like to be thrilled. I like the live aspect. So for me, um, you talk about what goes into the selection process. Uh, Number one is uh, live entertainment value. Um, You know, some people are really over on the internet, but can be pretty entitled. And I find, say, don't necessarily have great experience working, quote unquote, the crowd, you know, really revving that that live audience up. And for right. me, that's wrestling. You know what I mean? It's not only Twitter. It can't be only Twitter. And In fact, I think it's actually probably the voice of Twitter wrestling fans are almost even overrepresented at times. I think a mm-hmm. lot of the times you find who's in the stands. It's families. It's uh, fathers bringing their children. It's uh, groups of friends who have watched their whole lives who are going to show up almost no matter what. Now, how do we get more people in the door at a Greek town wrestling show at an indie re- in, at an indie wrestling show? You know, I think things like Ryerson University, you know, uh, you know, bringing it downtown with the legitimacy that Ryerson brings and to, you know, be able to work with a star like Rob, uh, you know, it, it, it lets that uh, light shine on the other wrestlers on the card too, which is what it's about. So, trying to bring everybody up, try to make sure that everybody's in a spot on the card that Uh, is advancing their careers, is advancing their character on the show and uh, bring a real diverse uh, palette for the fans, basically.
0: Now, as as a job, as Booker and as planning a show and and everything, how involved are you in the different matches that are on the card other than planning, who's going to be there? Do you specifically, specifically say, like, I, I want to see you face this person? Is it based off of an availability? And also do you get involved in like, what's going to happen in the matches?
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, so uh, uh, the short answer would be that um, if you book the right people, you shouldn't have to micromanage them. With that right. said, uh, in a macro answer, I I am making very close decisions with who is taking on who. I mean, that's uh, such an important part of, uh, you know, chemistry is everything and drawing factor on who's getting to work with who. And a lot of that works with, you know, you want to bring a name in, not to just work with another name, but also to work with a younger talent so that it kind of gets them more over with the audience too. Um, So uh, I don't like to let, uh, put too many leashes on the horses and so such a way of speaking so you know i might give people certain cues or if we're going to go in certain directions uh things like that but you know what i mean if i bring in whomever it is uh, it's because they know exactly what the hell they're doing so i'm going to give them certain parameters and let them be the artist and the performer that they need to be
0: that's excellent that's I uh, yeah that's uh, that's honestly something that's really freshing, refreshing to hear of like that wrestlers especially now and seeing more on the indie scene having that control over their character because they they have to live it for real life and they have to be it entirely in the ring and it's that relationship between the audience and the wrestler that like if they're not genuine then it it, the audience won't pick it up and won't be down with it and so it's really cool that you're, you're you know that like there are people that you can definitely trust who will deliver on that. And if they need a bit more experience, it's like to just help guide them. It really and cool.
2: I, you know, I think that maybe guidance is a good word. Maybe, you know, uh, I guess you could say kind of lead them to waters that let them be the best version of themselves. Uh, I think, you know, you look at probably producers with music or other, any sort of, you know, relationship where there's very mm-hmm. close with kind of coach or uh, trainee or student or athlete, whatever it is. Um, you just want to make sure that the person feels comfortable to be their best, their best version of themselves. You know what I mean? Nobody can really be at their best when they're tense, when they're thinking about some personal shit that's going on in the locker room or any sort of nonsense that can go into pro wrestling. So, uh, you know, it's not, I don't, it's not a free for all, you know, I don't think, uh, you know, not every idea is a great idea, but I definitely like working with people who have ideas and uh, that goes a long way. You know, there's uh, not a lot of room for people who are closed-minded. I think uh, in wrestling, you've got to be resilient and creative uh, endlessly. So uh, it's, uh, it takes a certain type of person to succeed, for sure.
1: I have uh, another booking-related question that might be more specific to a booking an independent promotion. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you uh, take into account Long-term booking and storylines when often from month to month, you never know if a person you are uh, depending on is going to get booked somewhere else, is going to get a different opportunity. Uh, What are some of the things that you have to sort of adjust on the fly when you're thinking of uh, storylines or trying to carry stories forward to other shows?
2: Yeah. I I think you got to be a flexible. So it's, you know, you don't want to snooker yourself in such a way where, Hey, if this one person isn't at the very next show, then there's no show the whole thing falls flat. But, you know, uh, I talked a bit about it in the last answer, not putting too many parameters on the, uh, you know, uh, too many leashes on the horses. So yes, there's going to be some, you know, uh, directions going on, but especially, you know, even just at the independent level, even just to have a reoccurring, a uh, group of wrestlers is almost a nuanced idea. You know, you're going to have some local people, but a lot of different involving doors through a lot of different promotions. So even just to have like a half dozen plus 10 guys that are there every show since the inception of the show and to honor that each time they come back, they, what they did mattered and it grows in. And so for me creatively, uh, rather than commit to a final goal, I know the direction we're heading. And then I'm going to use the best pieces I can available to me Uh, at that time to cross certain bridges that I have to. So, you know, don't snooker yourself, don't overcommit and then, uh, be open-minded to different ways things can end up.
0: Now with with your match that's coming up on Sunday, you're Mm -hmm. facing, again, we talked about a legend. Uh, is this something that you've had as a dream match for a long time? Um, with you know, the podcast being about dream matches. Um, has this been a dream match that you've had for a long time? And are there other ones that you think could have potential that we could see in the future?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think for me, this one honestly was almost in the category of surreal. It wasn't, you know, who wouldn't want to wrestle Rob Van Dam? I mean, for me specifically, uh, with the skill set that I possess, uh, you know, there are the similarities there with uh, Rob and I. And I think it does lend itself for what will be a very hard hitting and creative, uh, encounter. Um, you know, Rob is about as big as it gets. I mean, even from a legendary status, there's not many that are in his shape still with his status, you know, fresh off the hall of fame, still in top shape, still mm. motivated emotionally, ready to go. Uh, you know what I mean? It's a unique situation. Uh, you know, you talk about dream matches and fantasy booking. I mean, there's really only a crew of people that, you know, might, be around that, whether it be like a Jeff Hardy or a John Moxley's on the Mm -hmm. independence uh, here and there very scarcely, but, you know, taking dates. Um, I think there's a few people that could really draw a very big, big crowd, you know, like Rob, but there's not many, you know, one, two, three, four in the world, maybe. I don't know. What do you guys think?
0: Well, I mean, GCW has seemed to be pulling people out of the woodwork where it's like, uh, Scotty Tuohy, we got X Pac, uh, we got Jeff Jarrett back again. It's like it seems it seems a lot that the independents have seen this ra- this ramp up of these legends coming back and helping to put over all these young dudes um, and have and show that they could still go, um, which is incredible. So you know th- there are definitely a lot of incredible people that are out there that I would love to see uh do another match or do i mean uh god there's so many to think of but it's it's yeah it's it's awesome to see these matches coming to fruition and hopefully hopefully we get some of them in canada
2: (laughs) yeah yeah that would be great
1: (laughs) i think especially now and the like two plus years that we've had of not being able to see wrestling live in the flesh being a part of that atmosphere Shows like Greek Town and also other promotions, throwing those live shows again is really, really making us fall in love with wrestling all over again in this different way that we've not even really been able to experience just watching from a computer, watching from our home screen, not even being able to watch with our friends over the last little while. Just being able to be in that room together to cheer for the good guy, to boo the bad guy, to see those amazing performers put their bodies on the line. We're going to see you probably take a rolling thunder with the chair stacked on top of you this weekend. (laughs) And that's going to bring us uh, so much joy that, you know, that we have not had for the last little while. And I think with the independents being able to book um, bigger name guys just due to the fact that their contracts in different promotions are allowing them to hop around has been really great for the sport, for the art form, and just for our consumption of the stuff that you guys are putting out there.
2: Yeah, it's a bit of a, it's a kind of a perfect storm right now, isn't it? In in the sense where, you know, AEW's growth, which I think has really helped uh, a mainstream awareness for pro wrestling uh, and made it a little more accessible and cool for everybody to get back into it. It's kind of coincided with the pandemic where you can't even, you know, I mean, wrestling has hit a such a different wave in these last two years that we've been really locked down in such a way of speaking that, you know, you have so many different factors. The return factor just the live events in general, but then also the growth of pro wrestling, whereas you say it's like, you know, it's almost like this new found uh, love that you get to get all over again. So, man, it's going to be a really special night on April 10th, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, as we kind of said, you know, there's a couple of promotions doing some things again, but again, not really at not anywhere near this, uh, level of Rob Van Dam and Ryerson. And, you know, unfortunately even just some less shows running in general right now. So, you know, I hope this is the beginning of, uh, just some of the best independent wrestling we've seen, uh, in this city and maybe even this country in a long ever, you know, why not?
0: Yeah, I really hope so. I got, uh, two really quick questions for you that going back to, uh, something that you mentioned, uh, One, as Anthony said, you're probably going to be taking some crazy spots in in this upcoming match. (laughs) Uh, I guess a question for uh, a a hardcore wrestler uh, that I've always wondered is what's something that like (laughs) what's something that everybody may think is really hurts but actually doesn't or is there something that people that people overlook and actually really hurts to do that people kind of don't even notice when 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 that's in a match uh
2: you know i think the best way to give you an idea of what it's like is that you know right from something as simple as a kick or a punch uh to something as maybe as uh, dangerous as light tubes or flaming tables uh you know it's it's done right you know you should be taking care of the person you're in the ring with and if it's done wrong it doesn't have to be complicated to be super painful and stupid so uh you know that's it's it's almost more a gauge of the wrestler's ability than it is the objective weapon. you know what i mean it's like you can you know you can work with somebody and you can get taken care of with light tubes or you can be in the ring with a, as they say a crowbar and get waffled by you know a lock up you get an elbow in the eye so You know, it's it's more a testament about the person you're in there with.
0: Uh, And then my other one, uh, since this is a podcast about dream matches and we talked about this match that you're having, um, what are some dream matches that we can quickly touch on uh, that you have always dreamt about? Not necessarily like yourself and someone else, but just wrestlers that you're a big fan of that you wish you would have seen face off or (laughs) even if it actually did happen that you wish you would have been there to see.
2: Um, you know, uh, what are some of the big ones? I guess, I guess, you know, growing up, we all, everybody kind of wondered what would happen if Goldberg and Steve Austin got in the ring together. Uh, I think a lot of people want to know what would have happened if it was Steve Austin who got the ring with, uh, with Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania 18 or wh- whatever that could have happened. Um, you know, instead we got one of the greatest live matches or greatest matches in WrestleMania history with rock and Austin live in Toronto. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so, some of the other ones, I feel like there was maybe some matches that sting never got to have, uh, in WWE, I probably would have loved to have seen a, 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 a just a, you know, a late 2000, a 2010 sting in, uh, or 2005 sting in WWE that would have been, could have been pretty cool if they gave him the right runway. Yeah. Um, and, uh, what else comes to mind? But look at you the know, man,
0: look at what the man's doing now. He's diving out of crowds onto double stack table.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a different, uh, it's a bit of a different time, isn't it? You know I mean? I hate to say that for a long time, there was uh, unfortunately like when you were done with WWE, whether it was 40 or whatever, you were just kind of done, like thrown by almost, you know, to a certain extent, there just wasn't a lot of other opportunities for you. There wasn't even the Comic-Con business that there is today, let alone the other, the thriving independent business or other television shows. So, you know, it's kind of cool to see, you know, we talked about the legends coming back. That's a testament to how many eyes, like, look how big, like GCW is, you know, almost hard to call it an indie to an extent. I mean, the viewership is huge. The money is big. uh, You know, they're touring nationally, I mean, it seemed only a matter of time if they wanted to tour internationally, if they're not already scheduled, they've been to Japan, uh, you know, so it's a, it's a, it's a thriving time for pro wrestling right now. And I think that's, it's nice to see guys who didn't get their due get their due now, who may be getting some more than they did before, you know, uh, it's a nice time for the fans and wrestlers alike.
1: So I guess I have one more question and we can continue to uh, move on and you can get back to your busy day. Uh, yeah. I, I, Uh, watched an interview where you talked about uh, potentially unveiling a brand new Greek town title this weekend. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about it without spoiling the surprise? And is there anything else in the show aside from you facing RVD that you are very excited for the fans to see this weekend?
2: Oh well, those are two wonderful questions. Really, I'm glad to talk about both of those. Uh, and I'm, I'm, you know, the belt is one I'm glad you brought up because it's something that uh, happened over the course of about a year during the pandemic. Uh, I got it in my mind that it was time, you know, to, you know, really celebrate the legacy of Greentown Wrestling and create something unique and something really substantial that we can, you know, really cherish. So I got in touch with Wildcat Belts, which is, you know, the premier manufacturer of belts. They rest, you know, do, like, I believe, all WWEs, uh, and they just do a phenomenal job with the craftsmanship. And so then I kind of kicked around uh, designs for about a year back and forth, started off maybe a little too complicated and trying to make something, you know, just over the top. And uh, I think what I ended up uh, being able to come down to was something that really honors the past, really honors the community. Uh, really honors the history of the promotion and also comes together in a beautiful, really kind of exciting, stunning way. So very excited for people to see it. And uh, obviously uh, having someone with the prestige of uh, uh, Santino Morella, I think it's a wonderful way to introduce, uh, you know, the championship the right way, you know, with uh, that extra prestige as the word, I think, you know, so happy to have Santino there and looking at the rest of the card, uh you know it's you know kind of bangers only isn't it it's like uh you know the people that are on the show i really think they're one of one you know what i mean i like to book and work with and be around uh people who are creating something that's never been seen before and whether that be jody threat with uh taking on lady frost You know i think not just from a woman's perspective but a pro wrestling perspective i mean this is a match that most of the fans online especially i see talking about two young competitors who are you know changing the game i think for women's wrestling like really doing it in a really top-notch way you know so the the i love all the aerial attacks that lady frost is coming up with i love the attitude that jody comes up with um you know to have sunny back is going to be a wonderful feeling. I know a lot of the fans that were there for the, uh, the farewell, you know, were in tears and, uh, you know, to be honest, we didn't even think at the time that AEW talent was even going to be allowed to do the Indies. So, you know, a very real goodbye. So a pretty surreal return too. So, you know, there's just so many things, definitely a few surprises that I know people are going to be excited about. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, let, me, let me turn to you guys, you know, uh, as you guys say, as fans, what are some of the ones that jump off the board? Some of the talent that jumps off the board, Who, what are you looking forward to on uh, April 10th?
0: Well, you, you mentioned Lady Frost and, and Jody Threat, and, uh, it, Frost has been doing some incredible stuff on impact, which is awesome to see. And I actually saw Jody wrestle in a five way forever ago it was years ago at a convention in burlington i think um and it was her and four other dudes and she kicked ass and so i'm really excited to see uh i'm really excited to see her live again um i think that'll be awesome and yeah seeing sunny um is rj going to be at the show rj is scheduled to be at the show yes that's gonna be that'll be he's not
1: too busy doing those segments for tony Khan down <laughs> hey, in florida you know, maybe, maybe
2: he's gonna big time us and we won't see him on the 10th but uh fingers crossed you know uh well he's yeah. he's a baby
0: face he's gonna you will if, if not if he'll find some <laughs> excuse but hopefully he'll be able he doesn't want to disappoint his fans uh
1: yeah no, <laughs> <sitting. laughs> uh, i'm a. I'm excited to see uh, all of the Greektown regulars again. Uh, the last time I was at the show, uh, it was the end of Jock Sampson's legendary losing streak. Uh, wow. So, uh,
2: the December, Greektown 15, uh, December yeah, 2019. Yeah, And it's going to be night. great to
1: see uh, Puff back in action. I uh, hope Space Monkey will be there. And, of course, uh, seeing some talent that we've seen on TV, like Serpentico in the flesh, is going to be
2: really awesome. Yeah, no kidding. I'm happy to have you guys. Glad to hear you're, you're with us for some very memorable moments in town Wrestling history.
0: Uh, as we uh, come to the end of this, it's been awesome to talk to you, Channing. Um, every First. week, every episode, we love to leave our listeners with a match recommendation, a match that we think is worth sharing with people to watch and check out um is there a match it can be your favorite match it can be a match that inspired you it can be a match that happened recently that you think is awesome do you have a match that you want to recommend our listeners to go check out and watch um that uh to, to enjoy
2: wow that's a hot big responsibility uh in, that, in in that moment to so what are some, some ideas that come to mind, you know, some of the first things that came to mind are the, uh, all Japan tag matches of 1992, that era there, there's just such a rabbit hole on YouTube. You can go down, whether they be Kenta, Kenta Kobashi, Doug furnace, uh, you know, all, all these, the legends of the day, just having these, uh, insane, uh, variations of tag matches, uh, yeah, go on a little, uh, go on a little rabbit hole, uh, there. And uh, you can also check out some Terry Funk. It's always a good idea to check out oh, some yeah. Terry Funk. Uh, you know, go find some of his death matches online or again, some of his old tags with his brother, you know, or it's really, you know, to see the pageantry and the way that the Japanese fans celebrate the funks is always a special thing. So, Hey, you know what? Those are two good suggestions. And, uh, you can go subscribe to Greek town wrestling and watch a ton of, uh, our past content and all the matches there for available for free. And, uh, definitely look for the uh hey we'll say a hot exclusive take here live stream might be a big thing april 10th we might see a really exciting live stream for those not in the building uh because it will sell out so we want to make sure people see what's going on around the world and uh, that seems like a good way to do it
0: that's really really exciting and as you mentioned yeah go check out greek town wrestling on youtube bunch of matches there uh follow greek town wrestling online i'll let Channing, I'll let you do the do the 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 spiel. Yeah,
2: thank you for you for the platform. I appreciate you guys having me. Uh you know, get your tickets for RVD versus Channing Decker April 10th. It's on Eventbrite. Uh and check out town Wrestling on YouTube, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Channing Decker. Check it out across the platforms and uh make sure you're in the building for April 10th. It's going to be a one of a kind kind of night. Awesome. Well,
0: this has been a lot of fun. Thank you again for joining us uh, and uh, sparing your time for doing this podcast with us. Um, Of course, as always, you can follow everything that we do here at Unknown Air by searching us up online at UE underscore films. You can check out myself on Twitter and Instagram at Barton underscore minute. You can check out Mr. Anthony Hall. At Hall and Jokes on Instagram and Twitter. And of course you can follow the podcast on all podcast platforms. Come check out the video version on YouTube or uh follow us on Twitter at bookatvincepod. Again, huge thank you to Chain Decker for joining us. Um we're really excited to come see the show uh on yep. Sunday. And uh yeah. Thank you very much for listening or watching. Go watch some wrestling. Keep being excellent.